www.hovosalittlehigher.com. We continue learning Hovosa Levavot, Duties of the Heart of Rabbi Bahia, Ibn Pakuda, and we're in the Gate of Self-Accounting, Chapter 3. Today, he teaches us you should make an accounting with your soul and confront it concerning all the ideas you have formed on subjects relating to knowledge of God and his Torah. The teachings of the early ones, the profound sayings of the sages, and the meanings of the prayers. Ideas that you assimilated in your youth when you first began to mature and to learn for the comprehension of subtle subjects by one whose intellect has not yet matured does not compare to the comprehension of one whose intellect has matured. So what he's saying is like, we have to always make an accounting of the things that we learn uh, of subjects of knowledge of God, that whatever you learned in, in school when you were five years old, then you were 10 years old, then you were 12 years old, whatever you learned, your intellect wasn't as mature as you have it today. So you can never stop learning because whatever you learned at five, today you can learn it in a much different, more uh, profound way. And the more a person grows intellectually, the clearer becomes his grasp of these subjects. So we, Torah has room to grow. It's not something that you learn and that's it. It's not like a secular subject that you learn, like history or geography, that it's set and that's it. Torah is something that, that is infinite. So not only the knowledge in the Torah, but also your capability to absorb the knowledge. It changes with your, with your age. So therefore, do not be content with the impressions you formed at the beginning of your studies of deep and difficult concepts and ideas. Rather now know that your mind and intellect have matured. So it's very different when a boy is gonna do bar mitzvah and he has to go to the Torah classes and learn his parasha by force than when he's 20 something years old and he by choice decides to go to a yeshiva and sit and learn and, or later in life. The more, the older you get, the more you appreciate. So train yourself to interpret and elucidate them and to reflect on their terms and language, on the different interpretations they bear, on what should be taken literally and what should not be taken literally, on the outer and the inner meaning, on what can be grasped by the human intellect and what cannot. And do the same with the prayers and praises that you recite. Also, when you pray, you can grow into prayers. Sometimes you don't understand what you're saying. Maybe you can get a seder that has a translation and you can start reading the translation and you can understand what you're saying. So that when you recite them before God, you will understand the words you are uttering and what it is that your heart is asking for. Do not continue to act as you did in your youth, uttering whatever words occur to you. And it's funny because this week we were walking with my husband and we met a friend. And he told us that when he was younger, he used to go to a, a, a Jewish day school and they used to pray. And he used, used to mumble the words. He couldn't understand one thing he was saying. It really didn't touch him. And, um, and I looked at him and I says, okay, but did you ever try to pray again? And he says, no, 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 it doesn't get to me. And I said, well, maybe you haven't gotten to it. It's not the other way around. Prayer is not something easy. It's not an easy feat. I find it that it's very challenging because when you're praying, a lot of thoughts come into your head that want to take you away from the prayer. 
and uh, the the Shulhan Aruch, the Jewish law says that even that when you're praying the Amidah, which is a silent prayer in which we cannot move, we cannot talk, we cannot cough, we cannot scratch, nothing. You have to just say it. Uh, it says that even if a, if a snake is going up your leg, you cannot stop. So what this means is that even if bad thoughts come into your head, even if you're thinking about your laundry list or your, 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 your grocery list and all these things you have to do, this stupidity that comes into your head when you're doing the Amidah, don't stop. Continue, 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 don't stop until you train your mind. So do the same with the words of the sages and the oral law. Contemplate them and give them the benefit of the doubt. Do not rely on what you understood at the beginning of your studies, but demand of yourself that you approach the subjects as though you were just beginning to study it. Sometimes when we want to learn, we need to really get rid of all we know. Because when we're full of knowledge, then nothing new can come into us. What you understand, remember and review. If you are in doubt about something, consult with a, with, a, with a rabbi, consult with a sage, consult with someone that knows. Don't learn by yourself. You need to have um, a mashpia. You need to have someone that will help you and guide you. So then you will behold of the secrets of the Torah and of the secrets of the prophets and sages, what would have been impossible for you to apprehend from the instruction for those who guided you at the beginning of your way. So yes, you know, I've been teaching Live a Little Higher for the last six years. Before giving these classes, I used to teach uh, eight different shiurim a week uh, to different places and different people, different teams, but really, you grow with it, you grow, I've been teaching parasha classes for the last 20 years and you would think, okay, what, what other thing I'm gonna talk? I already know it all, but it's not true. Every time I open a book of the parasha, every year I connect to the parasha, it's a complete different message, it's never ending, it's infinite. And it always applies to the times. It's unbelievable. The, the Rebbe used to say that the parasha of the week is the horoscope of, of the week. You live with the times because it's relevant. So let not conceit lead you to the thing that you are no more intelligent now that you, are, that you were always were, or that is impossible that you could ever change previously held views or come to judge them as erroneous. For such thoughts are part of the evil inclination attempt to deceive you, to keep you from exploring and searching for the truth of things. It will instill in you the delusion that you are supremely wise and that you lack nothing of what you need. So the Yetzer Hara, you know, it's a very conny, very conny. He's gonna make you think that you're so wise, you're so intelligent, you're so bright, you have a perfect life. Why would you go to study? Why would you want, why would you wanna get into this and, and ruin your life, your perfect life? You're happy as you are. What, what are you looking for? Don't look for things that you haven't lost. And this is the Yetzer Hara. So the wise one said, in his own eyes, a lazy man is wiser than seven who answer with sound advice. If you see a man who is wise in his own eyes, know that there, is, that there is more hope for a fool than for him. So a person that thinks he knows it all, he, he's hearty. He's hearty, he can feel like, oh no, nobody can teach me anything, I know everything, I'm very intelligent. So he says he's, he's, he's more dangerous than a fool. And so he said further in Kohelet, the wise man, his eyes are brochot, 
That is, he reflects back on his beginning, on his past experiences in both religions and secular affairs, and he examines them critically, discerning the good and the evil in his past deeds. And then he continues to hold fast to the good and repents of the evil. And the fool, however, neglects all this, like one who walks a great distance in the dark of night without looking back. And if he does, not, if he does turn around, he sees nothing. Instead, he focuses entirely on what lies before him. For the reason it is said, but the fool walks in darkness. I saw that there, this is, a, this is in Ibit, and in the, it says, I saw that there is advantage in wisdom over ignorance, like the advantage of light over darkness. So a, par, a person that is wise never walks in darkness. They always walk with a light. <laughs> they turn on a flashlight, they turn on a lamp, they turn on a candle. They never walk in darkness. They always walk with the light. Why? Because a person that is wise is a person that knows that he doesn't know. The more I know, the more I know that I don't know. That's a wise person. And that's a person that knows that there's so much to know. There's so much more to learn. There's so much more to grow. There's so much more to do. This is a wise person. But a person that feels that he can walk in the darkness, that's a person that is not wise. It's really a fool. So I want to wish you a, a beautiful week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.